The Not So Great Outdoors contains stories of a graphic nature. Viewer discretion is advised. The outdoors are great. Except when they're not. Welcome back to the Not So Great Outdoors. We're your guides. I'm Sam. And I'm Piff. And we're kicking it off. Coming back with a Listener Tales episode. (laughs) Guess who's back? Back Back again. again. (laughs) Because again, you can't not do that. You can't. You just can't. But I guess this is the last episode for me to do that. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. I'm so excited. So should we tell the people what's happening? Yes. I guess. Yes, probably. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. We're back. We're back. And we're so excited, but we're back a little bit differently. Not a whole ton, but a little bit differently mm-hmm. than we were before. So um, first, content will be coming to you um, at a different rhythm. So it'll be every other week, I guess is the best way to put it. Twice a month. Like the 15th-ish and the end of the month-ish. Yeah. So kind of a pay period. Like each yeah. one's a pay period. Like when you period. get your paycheck, you'll also get a new episode from us. Yes, roughly. Now watchers going to be people that are like, I get paid weekly. They're like, well, we tried well, that. <laughs> we tried we that. Can't. We, we can't. We can't, guys. We just can't. Yes. Yeah, so that's the first and biggest difference. Next difference is... Next difference is... Uh, no more Patreon. All of the sad stories that were released um, to Patreon have now been released on podcasting platforms for your enjoyment. So um, enjoy that because those were not edited at all. So enjoy that. And I was pretty <laughs> toasted in most. Hey, she was. <laughs> she was pretty toasted, and I couldn't be because I needed to be able to read my notes. In so. one of them, you were. It was yeah, hilarious. True. Was this a Christmas one? I don't remember. Uh, no. I don't remember, but uh, there's a soundbite on Instagram that's like, you know, Piff, this isn't the first time we've shared a bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> we split a bottle of wine. Anyway, yes, so that's fun. Hold on. Can I tell them my favorite thing? Sure. Sav's telling stories, y'all. I am. I am. I'm so excited. That is one of my favorite things. I loved doing Sav stories, even though I tended to stress because people were paying for that content. So now <laughs> I know stress is bad. Now it's just anybody on the internet could Whoever listen. Was- uh, see, see, that's a different existential stress. dread. Different wow. stress. It's fine. If you don't watch us on YouTube, you're gonna want to watch at least the last like ten <laughs> seconds because I'm sure my face was like, oh god, oh no. Also, now we have headphones and we listen to ourselves, and it's really weird. <laughs> I don't love it. I don't love it. It's fine. Okay, right. wait. Can I tell the people what I'm really excited about for this episode? Yes. Piff went to the Stanley. I did. Because I wussed out on a hiking trip and she went. I mean, they didn't need to know that. Well, they do because I'm a wuss and I didn't do it. Not a wuss. You're a part of a group called. Yeah. Never mind. Hold on. What's a better word I can use? Comment somewhere. What's a better word Sav can use instead of wuss about me just chickening out on a (laughs) a trip? (laughs) No, I just decided, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't go to the Rockies for my first, like, big major backpacking trip that might that might not i don't know i freaked myself out uh would you would you like your present now yes i forgot oh i'm so excited all right so i went to the stanley hotel and i have i'm gonna tell you guys all about it because it was wild 
And if you don't know what the Stanley Hotel is, just go back a couple episodes prior to this one, and it'll be the sad stories of me talking about the Stanley. So we there did we go. An episode on that. Yes, really short, like explanation is that is the hotel that The Shining is based off of, and it's soups haunted. Soup's but I brought haunted. you something. I'm so excited. Should I close my? I'll close my eyes. Not that the people at home know, but it's fine. I know. <laughs> I can hear. I'm, I don't know why I'm like flinching away from you. I'm like scared. What? What? Open. Can... Oh, yay! That's fun. There's shot glasses for the listeners at home. And there's vodka, of course. What it's is flavored. This? What is this? Whipped cream. Yum. I feel like your goal is to get me toasted on as many episodes as possible. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> See our Christmas episodes. I've never had whipped cream, but <laughs> but my last experience with Smirnoff was not great. Piff, you want to tell the people why? Oh no, that was New Amsterdam. No, no, it wasn't. What was that? Are you talking about when I was supposed to pour you one shot and I poured you like three? Yes. Okay, that was not your last experience with Smirnoff because we did the Christmas episodes after that, and we did shots on that. But that wasn't Smirnoff. Uh huh. It was peppermint. Enough. No, it was it was DeCruper. It was peppermint schnapps. Well, <laughs> I know because I went and bought some at the cabin either. I went and bought some right after that because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, this is great with hot chocolate. I still drink that. It's ninety yeah. degrees outside. Well, I think this will pair well. We both got coffee um, because it's a been a day, and you can hear it on. The- <laughs> You guys get some ASMR at the same time as your true crime fix. <laughs> but All right. cheers to being back. Woo! Oh, I think you could hear that too. Oh, <laughs> it was good until the very end. Uh huh. Yeah. But we have little Stanley shot glasses, and I've got my. Stanley t-shirt that says spirited since 1909. Sorry, I'm too busy over here trying not to die. Oh, I need lessons on how to take shots. Apparently college didn't do that for me. Well, I don't think you took very many shots I didn't. in college. You're so. not wrong. <laughs> don't worry, dad. I didn't. I think my dad listens now. Oh, hi. Yeah, hi. I took a lot of shots in college. I don't think he's going to be surprised by that. Nobody should be. <laughs> Does your dad still listen? I mean, did he until we stopped? I think he did until we stopped. I don't know if he started again. All right. So do you want to hear about what happened? I do. Okay. So I had to write this up because otherwise I wasn't going to know what was happening because I have the memory of a goldfish. So this is Same. this is like pre-written by me about oh, this. It's not as long as I was expecting. Don't worry. I don't worry. There's Is more. that just like bullet points, basically, like sentence form bullet points? Yeah. Please, please feel free to interrupt. Stop. Oh, me. I for I, sure you will. You know, one hundred percent. I think that's the one thing I do on this podcast the most consistently is interrupt you. <laughs> You're still muted. There you go. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> I pushed the button. It didn't yeah. me. It's been a minute, guys. It has. All right. So I forgot my microphone. The first time that we recorded some like promo stuff, I had to call my husband and be like, hi, hey, how <laughs> much hey, you love me? I forgot the, the thing I need to make a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So 
This is my story about going to the Stanley. No need to watch this. I'm jumping up and down. I'm so excited. Is the Stanley delivered? Woo! I'm sure it did. I'm jealous. It was so great. So I was in Colorado for a hiking trip, and we decided that it would be fun to stop by the Stanley Hotel. This is that story. Dun, dun, dun. So we were hoping to get on one of the historic tours of the hotel, but we hadn't planned in advance because we really decided to do this last minute. <laughs> and they were booked until 1 a.m. I'm sure. They're, yeah. um, when I was doing that sad stories, I was like, I'm just curious. And they were closed for, like, they weren't doing them because that was, like, during the actual Panini. And so yeah. I, but I was looking at, like, reviews and they were like, make sure you plan ahead because they book really far in advance. So I bet 1 a.m. is actually not that far, not that bad yeah. for, like, what they typically do. Yeah, but it was also time we did not have. Um, but True. As, I think as the bar yeah. is one of the more haunted places. It is. We headed there next for a drink. Fun fact, the bar is haunted by the first, like, the original owner. Yep. Most notoriously. Most notoriously, yep. Yeah. Sorry. I I feel like I might interject a lot of fun facts that you're like, I was going to say that, but okay. No, you're fine. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) So we go into the bar. We were able to take some photos, but there was no seating available, which was, there were so many people there. I'm sure. And so to the outdoor bar we went. And so we're chatting with the bartender. She's very open about like the spooky things she's seen. And we're like. That so, is something I think I remember reading was that the staff are like, oh, yeah, it's soups haunted here. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, for sure. They just talk about it super openly, which I love. Yeah. Tessa was like, so have you seen anything? And she goes, oh, yeah, tons of stuff, especially in the bar because she's a bartender. Yeah. She's like, you know, bottles and glasses move. Stuff will fall off shelves. The TVs turn back on after you turn them off. And so we're like, oh, like, how long have you worked here? And we're expecting like oh, two few- years. Yeah. The answer was a few months. What? Yeah. We've got to go together. Yes. That would be so fun. See, I won't go to Waverly, but I'll go there. I'm not staying, though. Oh, I was going to say, we talked about getting a room for one of my birthdays, like my 30th birthday, like getting a room at the Stanley. If you do it for your birthday, then I have to come. I know. I know. What if I agree to do it and it's not your birthday? That way I don't have to do it twice because I feel like you'll somehow (laughs) talk me into doing it twice. Also, that's... Like, how many people you think we could get to go to Colorado and stay in a haunted hotel like outside six. of us? That's true. Couple of the cave. Two, the girls that were on that trip would yeah. totally go, okay, fine. Whichever way. I mean, yeah. it's your birthday. <laughs> so, obviously, she says a few months and we're all like, what? Uh, yeah. And so, after, you know, we get over our shock, she tells us that her first day there <laughs> of course she caught ghosts by taking photos for people what yeah i love it whenever it's an unsuspecting picture you know it's like oh yeah sure i'll take this picture of this nice couple like having a drink before they go up to their room like yes absolutely or like oh yeah this group of friends at the bar sure mm-hmm. i'll take a picture and then in the background ghost boom yeah. love they, it. she said like people will be like hey do you want to see what you like caught and she's like mm, no i don't no. think so no, I work here. I don't. I don't want to come face to face with them. No, I'm yeah. good. We were then informed that sometimes the ghosts don't let you take pictures. What? This is interesting because Becca had tried to take 
pictures of the staircase. <gasps> we have these photos. Oh, good. Did They're you on the drive. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm unprepared. I did not have the drive open. Oh, God. How do I? Wait. Uh, I'm so excited. Yo, the staircase. Make sure you do the one anyone? that says, like, 41 listener. What? Where? <laughs> I'm scared to touch the wrong thing. Yeah, my need of the Anyway, while Piff's helping me, because I'm technologically like I don't oh, I, know. The files aren't in there. Oh no. Heck? Well, while we figure this out, I'm gonna tell y'all. So for those of you who have not listened to that episode of Sav Stories, you should the staircase. Yeah, you definitely should, but also oh. the staircase is notoriously one of one of the most haunted locations. Meaning well, okay. Maybe not haunted. People don't get like chucked down the stairs, as far as I as far as I'm aware. But if you take photos in the lobby and looking at the grand staircase, that's where you're most likely to capture like a photo of an entity of some sort, whether that's orbs or an actual person. The best one that we got or that I've seen was of a lady. It was really really cool. All right, do only look at what this one. Okay, and this one. Okay. So is this like find the ghost? No. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is the ghost wouldn't let Becca take pictures. Oh, so that's why it's all blurry. Until the until the bartender said, sometimes the ghosts don't let you take pictures. You'll think you took a fine photo, and then when you go back and look at it, it'll be all messed up. I did read about that. Yeah. Yeah. And she says that, and Becca goes, "What?" And up up until this point, the rest of us were like, you know, we had all taken pictures of the staircase. The rest of ours turned out fine. We were standing next to each other, like clicking. Yeah, and Becca's did not. Hers, her, the one hers is super all blurry. blurry, and the other one's like kind of over the ceiling. Yeah, like, it's like she wasn't looking at the staircase, which is weird because she would have known if like her yeah. hand. It's, it's like, like it threw the light. It's like it yeah. bended it. Like That's the ghost so didn't weird. want her taking pictures. That's so weird. But now I'm like looking to see if anything looks weird i'd have to see the rest of y'all's photos to know if what i'm seeing is like something that was actually there or not but still that's crazy i've never been looking at a photo wanting to see something so bad in my life but i'm not worried anything. we have something for you to yay see. <laughs> they love me they love me even though i chickened out of this trip so after we find this out and becca like shows us the yes. photos and we're like what the heck we wander the grounds with our drinks. We take photos. We could do the little maze. It's super fun. Um, and then we decide, you know, gift shop. Time to go. I mean, of course. And that's when the spirits really decided to make <gasps> themselves known. I'm so excited. Listen, I don't love having experiences, but I love like hearing about experiences. <laughs> I'll elaborate on that more later, but still. So we're looking through the shelves mm -hmm. and you know, those like heavy insulated metal water bottles that yeah. they sell a lot at gift shops. Yeah. So they had a whole row of those. Like ones that would be terrifying if they decided to just fly across the room. Oh, I mean, yeah. They were like 20 ounce bottles. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get yeah. hit with that. Yeah. And one of them starts shaking. Oh, <gasps> no. And it, like, again, this is, like, a heavy thing. There's a whole line of them. Yeah. None of the rest of them are moving. Nothing else on the shelves is moving. But one is shaking. Like, you know how if you drop something and it, like, it lands like and rocks. it, like, is settling? It rocks, yeah. 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 It was doing that. Oh, my gosh. 
we all freeze and just stare at it like i like you do as you do in a way because i'm not running away i'm I'm watching around like does anybody else see this i'm sure the gift shop employees are like yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like someone like poked it to like make it go back and forth yeah 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 weird and then it it like shook longer than gravity would imply that it could shake weird oh my god that's so and then and then so we finish up at the stanley mm-hmm. we all get on the plane we fly home mm-hmm. i'm driving home and tessa obviously got home before me because she lives in cincinnati and i had to drive from there to louisville mm-hmm. she's looking through the photos of the stanley and she mm-hmm. goes so I'm looking at this picture, and do you guys see this? <gasps> can I look at it? So you can look at yes! it. Yes! Okay. So it's a photo of the front of the hotel. Which is cool, because there's a statue of the original builder, I guess. Or who is this? Yeah, that's FO. Yeah. Okay, okay. So if you look in, I'm I think it's in the windows. top left window. Okay. Okay, I do see something that's kind of weird, but like that could just be a glare, because I can't get close enough so i'm about to like take a screenshot and then like zoom the screenshot i, like, can I know show that's you. gonna i know that's gonna distort the quality but here i can show you the zoom that's it that okay cool better. here we go here we go here we go yeah it's like distorting what what is that what is that or who know. is that i don't know what in the world i don't know what? And it's funny, so in the window next to that, you can see, like, a lampshade. Yeah. Right? And you can see it, like, very solid. Yeah. None of the sh- windows have None curtains on that. both sides, so I, it's not a curtain. And okay. the top half of it would be missing if it was a curtain. Yeah. And, okay, so I see that the curtain's, like, all the way on the left. Like, yeah. that's the curtain. Whoops. Skip to the next picture. That's the curtain there. So, like, this. What is it? I don't know. It's kind of head and torso shaped. Yeah. And like from this, none of the other windows like show any kind of like a closet door in the background, you know, or anything like that. That's the only other thing I could think that this big white blob is at the bottom. Oh, I locked myself out of your home. But But yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. So cool. So, in short, yes, the hotel is haunted, and also, everybody knows it. <gasps> Wait, what room was that? Uh, it wouldn't have been the room above the bar, because the bar's in the back of the hotel, and that was But the what, it, what number is the room that... Oh, right, okay. Well, it's two, on the third floor. Yeah. But, that's but it's on not, the wrong side. It's on the far, yeah, and it's yeah. the last one. Mm-hmm. So, it would either be, like, a really high number or a really low number. Damn it. I was like, <laughs> what if it's that room? The reason why 317 is so notorious is because that's the room that um, Stephen King stayed in the night he was inspired to write The Shining. Right? Yeah. 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 Because there's another one that's also very infamous because um, there was an explosion and like this whole thing. But you're going to have to listen to the same room. It is. <laughs> oh my God. We've yeah. got to go. Yeah. I don't. I'm okay. I draw the line at staying on the third floor. Okay, That's I fair. draw a firm line. <laughs> firm, like listen. I know I've been like, piff. I'm not doing that, and then I've eventually done it like several times. I'm not yes. doing that. <laughs> no, 
firm line in the sand. Not doing oh. it. So that was uh, what happened at the Stanley. <laughs> that was so cool. I would die. I would have died. That would. Be, oh my gosh. That's so cool. And the other thing, um, we now have a piece of the Stanley in our pods lab. When Although, you- like a, a piece of me is like, maybe that's not a good idea. But hey, it's on the wall, so it's too late. It's fine. And it is firmly attached to the wall. Piff, you'll want to tell the people why? Because this is no longer a rental. This is your house. Oh, I was like, what What am I supposed to be? It's like on a thumbtack. We're both homeowners now. Well, it's not a command strip is what I mean. Yeah. We're both homeowners now. And dog owners. And dog moms. And Piff reminded me at some point while we were recording, was it a sad story you were listening to? We were both like, I can't wait to be dog parents, like dog moms and whatever. And now here we are. I have Luna. And I have Nova. And damn her for naming her dog. Something so similar to my dog. Yeah, it gets confusing. I di- honestly didn't realize how similar they were until after we had already done it. I don't believe that for a second, but that's what she keeps saying. I'm pretty oblivious. I think she was just so obsessed with Xenon and Supernova Girl that she was like, Nova. Listen, I wanted Barley. I know you did. I think that would have been a better and name. Jay said no. Because my brother sucks. Just kidding. We love you. Please continue editing our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I'll go down there and be like, please. So your wife doesn't have to, because I don't ever do it. <laughs> and that's why one of the reasons why eventually Pip's going to kick me off the show and find a new <laughs> co host, because I don't do near the level of work she does. That's why you're telling stories. That's now. why I'm telling stories now. Well, that and because we weren't doing Patreon. So it's like, okay, so now you get to cover the paranormal side of things. And you like the spooky stuff. I do. I like it, but I don't. It's so funny. I'm such a chicken, but I love talking about it. Oh, that reminds me. Okay, so I said, like, I don't love experiencing it, but I love hearing about it and, like, talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy talking about experiences that I've had because I'm like, wow, can't believe that happened to me. So I got back on the talk. I got to see a good friend of mine um, <clears throat> today when we got to hang out. And that was awesome. And we were talking about a mutual friend of ours, Courtney. Y'all have heard me talk about her on the show hey courtney um and she's the one i went to that cave with whom i had never like where i had never experienced anything Mm -hmm. like oh yeah i've gone into a haunted cave like a million times like the same one but this one was always like a safe space and that's why i took her there because i didn't want her to experience (laughs) anything scary and her boyfriend you know i keep we keep joking that he was the third wheel on that trip because it was just us and then him and i mean (laughs) i feel kind of bad but that's i mean that's pretty accurate yeah so but i was telling her about that again today and i was like you know i still have not been in that cave ever since that happened and you've been in that cave since yeah and you said that it felt weird no it didn't no i said it didn't feel weird oh we did have a rock fall on us, but yeah, but someone else had run into it, so that's just like no. They cave went shit. into um, saltpeter. Oh, last weekend and felt weird. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's saltpeter. Because it's saltpeter and yeah. it's haunted. Fun fact: I went into saltpeter the night before Pip's wedding with her now husband, my brother, yeah. and like half the bridal party. She wouldn't come. St- yeah, I had to write my shit. vows. Yeah, she wrote her vows start to finish the night before her wedding. So did my husband. That so surprises no one. I'm surprised at you, but I'm not surprised at him. 
at all. I was just so stressed before that I wasn't like in a good headspace to do it. I feel that. That's that's fair. So at what point do you think I wrote mine? I know when you wrote yours. Cause, do you? Yeah. When? When you were packing for your honeymoon. You like wrote it that day. I did. I finished them the night before that. Or the night after that, I mean. Yeah. That, was not, that would not be possible the night before. Yeah. But yes, I started something. them that night. But yeah, so that was like, I don't know. It was like three, three days. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you got married uh, on Sunday. That was Friday. Yeah. You're right. You remember. She helped me pack my honeymoon. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I was so decisioned out at that point. Anyway, back to your regularly scheduled program. Here's another Next. listener story. <laughs> Next listener story. Segue. Another listener story. This one is a true crime. Right? Yes. Okay. I haven't read this one, so we're going to go on an adventure together. Friends. Okay. Oh, I like the way this one starts. Let's turn back the hands of time, shall we? Who is this from? Uh, this is from my coworker, BJ. Thank you, BJ. So I guess our coworker. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You work He's with like him, He's like on though. my team. Yeah. yeah. You're a coworker. Hi, BJ. Thank you so much. Let's turn back the hands of time, shall we? I was newly married. I liked that. Good. I liked that. Anyway, Sound I was effects. newly married, and my first daughter was just over a year old. My wife and I had purchased a starter home, a small two-bedroom Cape Cod house in an otherwise nice neighborhood. Otherwise. You'll see. Is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Also, thank you for the detail, Cape Cod, like all that. Yeah. I love that. That was good. It's very descriptive. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I knew most of my neighbors and things, and things were going pretty well. Pretty uneventful. We hadn't been in our new home for very long when we got a new neighbor in the rental house next to ours. We'll call him Phil. That's hilarious as I actually have a neighbor named Phil. I think I also have a neighbor named Phil. Everyone has a neighbor named Phil. That's a good name. name. It's a good name to just be like, we'll call them Phil. That's a good name. Okay. Phil was single and fairly private. Most single men typically are super. They're either really private or they're not at all. Yeah. My understanding was that he worked a third shift factory job. That's freaky. My neighbor, Phil, works third shift. Is Is this my neighbor? No, my neighbor's been in that house for, (laughs) geez, like 10 years plus. This was before that. Really? Also, is your neighbor a murderer? (laughs) No, but he's also not single. They've been married for like 40 years. Oh, yeah. So not Like 30 years. I don't know. (laughs) A long time. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Woo. Dodged a bullet. <laughs> Dodged a bullet. Okay. He says, okay, so third shift factory job. So our schedules being opposite, I didn't see him all that much early on. Fair. My interactions with him were brief, but overall friendly. We didn't consider him to be any sort of threat. He generally just stayed to himself. Over the following months, things seemed to take a bit of a turn. We noticed different cars coming and going at all hours of the night, or at all hours of the day and night. To Phil's residence. There was apparently a love triangle of sorts. Ooh. Drama, drama, drama. Drama, drama. drama. <laughs> uh, there was a love triangle of sorts that developed between Phil, a woman, and another man who lived in some adjacent apartment. At one point, as the conflict was heating up, the apartment neighbor called the utilities company posing as Phil and had his electricity turned off. It's stupid how easy that is, right? 
That's kind of funny. That is kind of funny. That's like, like a petty man for sure. Because I know where this goes, but that's kind of funny. That's like a petty man thing. Turn I feel off like your a dude. I feel like a dude would do that. Like I don't know why. I don't think a I mean, girl a dude would did do, that. do that. I mean, yeah, but I don't feel like a woman would do that. I feel like she'd turn off your water. I was gonna say like I feel like I would turn off someone's water. Yeah. So maybe I'm just a weird See? stereotype. I also think mm-hmm. that it's weird how easy that is. Yeah. It's freaky. Anyway. Turn off the power. Okay. Phil knocked on our door and asked if we could run an extension cord to his house to power his refrigerator and TV while he was waiting for his utilities to be reconnected. I respectfully declined this request. I feel like that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like that's fair. But I also feel like, like, hey, you know, if you have like an outlet on your porch, it's like, hey, you can plug in like your phone, you know, like a couple of things just to be like, you know, so you can have some power. I don't know. Based on but how also, this goes, I'm like, I no. wouldn't. Okay. I don't know. Because I mean, like your fridge, like, I, yeah. Yeah. And like, but we both just, like, have don't freezers open like it. That. Yeah, that too. Because it shouldn't take long for it to get kicked back on. Yeah, like a couple like of a hours. Day. Maybe a, a day, day or two. Unless yeah. it's a holiday weekend. Okay, respectfully decline this request, which is mo- probably really smart. I'm assuming it is very smart, considering <laughs> this is a true crime. Yes. Story. Anywho, on one particular evening, as I was watching a baseball game, I heard raised voices outside, and I decided to take a look to see what was happening. Guarantee it was the love triangle. I'm just going to take a wild guess. I mean, I think that's fair. (laughs) Uh, When I looked outside, I saw Phil having an argument with another man. Hereafter, another man. Um, Another man. Like, instead of naming him. That's what we're calling him. him The other guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, With a woman watching from the near distance. All right. So, the love triangle. Okay. Love. Love triangle. While I couldn't make out exactly what was being said or the context of the conversation, the encounter was obviously heated as there were raised voices, pointing of fingers, gesturing, etc. At some point, <laughs> just acting it out. <laughs> at some point, I lost my place because I can't read. Okay, at some, <laughs> at some point, there was an invitation by Phil to another man to engage in fighting activity on his property. You want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> via motioning him towards the driveway and a raising of fists old school boxing literally style. what i just did oh my gosh i love it also Let's bj tumble. bj i really appreciate your writing style as a person <laughs> who writes well wrote professionally not right now hoping to get back to that anywho i appreciate it a lot this is great okay but another man refused his invitation i love this I'm going to have to pass, sir. I'm going to have to pass. I'll catch you another time. Another time. Not in front of the woman. Yeah. Uh, It was at this point that Phil proceeded down the driveway. With one hand behind his back, there was some additional screaming and hollering, and I found myself fully entertained. I love it. (laughs) I would so be peeking out my front window, like, what is happening? So BJ found themselves fully entertained. Until Phil produced a set of nunchucks. Nunchucks? Nunchucks. What? <laughs> I love it. He said, pardon the spelling. Wait, did he not? Did he know how to use the nunchucks? That's I doubt the important it. question here. And BJ puts pardon the spelling. That's what we called them as kids. And I'm not sure if that's even what they're actually called. 
basically a martial arts weapon of two wooden sticks joined by a chain in the middle. That's absolutely what they're called. I only know that because Pip's husband uh, did martial arts growing up. From now on, he's not my brother anymore. He's just your husband. He's just my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Jay. Okay. So she has disowned him. I have. Not really. Just kidding. I love you. Please continue to edit our podcast. It's <laughs> like the fourth time you said that. I know, because I don't want you to have to do it, and I'm not doing it. So we love you. Anyway, to produce a set of nunchucks and bonked, that's exactly what it says, bonked another man over his head with Boing. said martial arts weapon. Did he kill him with a nunchuck? This caused another man to stagger backwards and fall to one knee. So Phil had found his mark. This was both interesting and surprising to me. Interesting in that I had never seen somebody get bonked over the head with a martial arts weapon and that in real life, it was every bit as effective as I had seen on TV. And surprising in that Phil possessed the skills to use the martial arts weapon as designed. He struck me as dumpy, uncoordinated, and out of shape prior to this episode. Love it. The woman watching from a distance was most certainly not entertained and screamed a little. Again, I can't read. It screamed a little and went to aid, um, went to the aid of another man, presumably to see if he was if he was okay and perhaps to inquire what it must feel like to be bunged on the head with fighting sticks. <laughs> BJ, I need to meet this person. This is great. Another man and his female compa- compatriot, 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 compatriot. I don't know. Partner. Fled the scene, and in short order, the police arrived and arrested Phil and took him away. I was required to provide a witness statement. Yeah, because you were peeping out the window the whole time. Because <laughs> you witnessed uh, it. Because you witnessed it. And the police officers seemed to be somewhat amused with my description of the martial arts fighting sticks to the side of the cranium event. BJ, this is gold. Okay. <laughs> Phil was gone to the city slammer for a few days and then returned home as if nothing happened. Fast forward a couple of months. It's a Saturday night and a friend visited the house. We watched a movie, Team America, and upon his departure, my wife and I turned in for the evening, probably around midnight. At 2.30 in the morning, my wife and I were awakened by a blaring car horn and raised voices. Oh, fuck. I would be so annoyed, but also <sighs> thoroughly entertained knowing what had like already gone down. But I still would be it's really like, annoyed. like, what's happening now? But also, it's 2.30 and I have a one-year-old. Can you stop? Yeah, for real. So we knew what was up. Somebody had come to pay Phil an early morning visit for a heart-to-heart discussion. We'll refer to this person as another dude. So this is a different person. Third male. A third male. Has entered the triangle. Not Phil. Not another man who just got hit over the head with nunchucks. This is another dude. We're going to call him dude. Dude. Okay. My wife was not amused as we had a one-year-old daughter in bed. And at this stage, my wife valued her sleepy time very much. I'm sure she still does. I still value my sleepy time and Mm -hmm. I don't even have a child. Yep. Uh, And she placed a call to 911. Good Good job. Dude in his car fled the scene before the police could arrive and they had a discussion with Phil to get his side of the story. We went back to bed, but my wife was sure that this wouldn't be the end of it. And she was right. About an hour later, this time, we were awakened by screams from a female unlike anything I had ever heard. Our initial thought was that she had been hurt based on the volume and distress level of the screaming. It was alarming and unsettling. My wife and I ran to the living room and looked out the window 
From our vantage, we could not see Phil's house, but only his front yard. We could see the woman running around frantically with her hands above her head, screaming uncontrollably. We then saw Dude stumbling towards his car, obviously injured in some way. He initially tried to open the car door, but then stumbled across the street where he collapsed and died. My wife called 911. Yeah. That escalated quickly. It did. My wife called 911, and the police were obviously on alert due to the prior incident. It arrived on scene quickly. One of the police cars stopped, and the officer exited the car and ran to attempt to aid Dude. The police arrested Phil without, without incident. Once he had been carted away, we felt safe to emerge from our house. We had spoken to a police officer who informed us that Dude had been killed. We would find out later that Phil stabbed him numerous times on, oh. the, front, on the front porch. You read this one already. I know, a long time ago. Oh. Um, well, yeah, he was stabbed multiple times Ugh. on the front porch. I was kind of thinking it was the nunchucks again, but apparently yeah. it wasn't. Not. I was wondering, okay, I think they're called katanas, um, but they're like, like, okay, think like, um, oh, what am I thinking? Oh, gosh. Um, like a scythe. You know what I'm okay. talking about? Yeah. But small. Okay. Like handheld. Okay. I thought it would be one of those, to be honest. Instead of just like a... Instead of the nunchuck. Because I don't know. I don't think... I mean, I guess you could bludgeon someone to death with nunchucks, but that would be, one, extremely messy, and two, like, labor-intensive. I mean, people just kill saying, people all sorts of do. ways. They do. I'm just saying. I feel like, I mean, yeah. nunchuck just might not be the way... I mean, no no weapon is ever the way to go. <laughs> But nunchuck, maybe less so. Just in case you didn't realize, we don't support murder. Exactly. Uh, He would be charged with murder and tampering with physical evidence. He apparently tried to hide the murder weapon. Uh, This was all a very shocking event for us and our family. We had no idea that Phil was capable of murder. Had we been unsafe in our own home? Was there anything we could have done differently to stop this event from happening? After a long sleepless night with the morning brought the news crews and their cameras, I grabbed a hat that a buddy had given me with the logo of his construction company on it. His phone immediately blew up when his Classic. customers saw me on the news with the hat on. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, dude. Free advertising. Yeah. Maybe go with like a Nike hat or like hey, something that's you know, not maybe a he local got some business. more business. Maybe. In the following months, we received subpoenas delivered to our house by a sheriff to appear to, on the stand as witnesses for the prosecution. Phil's father apparently was well-to-do, so they continued to get a delay in the trial date while they built their case, which would be one of self-defense. I later learned that the appeals of the trial would make it to the Kentucky Supreme Court, but they were ultimately denied. The trial date finally arrived, and my wife and I showed up to the courthouse as scheduled to provide our testimony of the event. What was really curious and interesting to me was that the prosecuting attorney never met with us, never interviewed us, Despite the fact that we both witnessed much of the event and my wife placed both 911 calls. Instead, he met with my wife and I during a recess prior to our taking the stand and gave us an overview of what types of questions he would be asking. Interesting. What? I've never heard of a prosecutor like not prepping a witness. Like prep yeah. I've never heard of that. Or like the defense. Like, here's what I'm going to ask you. Well, if you're their witness, usually they prep you. Yeah. But like the opposing. Or is he saying that the same, that the person. Prosecutor did it. Oh, never mind. (laughs) 
I got really confused there for a moment. I it's thought okay. it was like the other, per- you know, like no. Phil's guy no, was no, gonna no. be like, "Here's what I'm gonna ask you." That would be weird. Yeah, that would also like be leading of... the witness in well, a way, and it's like kind of defeats the point. Of... Isn't that illegal? It's probably illegal. No, you're allowed to prep your witnesses. No, I no, mean, no, you the could... other people. Like if they talk to them, if you wanted to give them your questions, you could, but it it wouldn't like work really out in not your a good favor. Idea for you. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that. Maybe this isn't interesting because of the evidence, other witness testimony, and other factors that led to this to be a slam dunk case. It became apparent to us that the female involved in this case, or in this situation, would be the primary and key witness as she actually witnessed the violent event, and we did not. My wife testified first. I was not permitted to be in the room during her testimony. She was on the stand for over an hour, likely due to questions surrounding her 911 calls. Then it was my turn on the scene. Walking up to the witness stand was very interesting for me. I tried to keep my eyes straight ahead, not looking at and avoiding eye contact with the jury, defendant, or anybody else in the courtroom. Upon taking the witness stand, I noticed posters that had been created with photographs of evidence. One of the photos was of the rental house, and you could see in the photo our house and my car. That was kind of weird. That would That's be weird. so weird. That would be really surreal. I mean, also, you were, like, involved in a murder trial, which is also just wild. Yeah. Um, upon taking the stand, I took my oath to tell the truth, nothing but the truth, etc., and I could sense the jury out of the corner of my eye. Do I look at them? I could also see the defendant sitting with his attorney, looking much different in physical appearance that I had come to know, wearing a suit and tie and being well-groomed. As a prosecutor began his line of questioning, he had to establish me as a credible witness. He asked me what my occupation was, where I worked, how long I had been there. At this time, I had been employed with my employer for a little over 10 years. Wow. He's like a proper adult. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he asked me my marital status, my level of education, etc. I was asked to identify Phil, which was awkward. After this was established, he set into asking me questions about the nunchuck episode. <laughs> the fun part of this the story, as we will be referring to it henceforth. Yeah. He asked me what I was doing that night to establish that I remember details of the evening. He asked what my vantage point was of the altercation and exactly what I witnessed, where the belligerents were standing on the property or not, and what I could hear. I was then asked to step down from the witness stand and to demonstrate to the jury the body movements of Phil when he struck another man with the karate sticks. Oh, Ah! that's so fun. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love that. I'm I'm just picturing a grown man, like a proper adult in a suit performing these (laughs) movements without the nunchucks. Yeah, he's miming nunchuck. Like air nunchucks. (laughs) I love it. And this was to ensure that my story aligned with my wife's recollection of the events. Did she also have to reenact? I really hope so. And did she see the nunchuck episode? I don't know. She placed both calls, so she might I'm have assuming, like, been by the window with him. Yeah. The line of questioning about the night of the murder didn't take long. My purpose was to recount the events of Karate Six Night to establish Phil as a violent person. I don't think the testimonies that my wife and I provided were particularly helpful to Phil's case. Well, no. <laughs> They're not supposed to be. I was cross-examined by the defense attorney. I don't recall a great deal about the cross-examination outside of the fact that it didn't take very long and they were unable to poke any glaring holes in my testimony. With my testimony finished, we left the courtroom. My understanding is that it didn't take the jury very long to reach a guilty verdict. Bill was sentenced to 45 years in the slammer and what was done was done. My wife periodically checks in on Phil's status in the slammer and his potential parole date, 
We've moved a couple of times since the event, but sometimes we discuss what will happen when Phil gets out. Will he be reformed or will he be looking for payback on witnesses that took the stand against him? Who knows? Only time will tell. That's true. That's kind of scary. I mean, and he seems like a pretty violent guy, so... Yeah, and we have Link to his rap sheet. I'm clicking on that. <gasps> Did you forget that part? Holy crap, he does look kind of scary. He really does. He kind of looks scary. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Okay, let's see. Is he still in jail? For the protection oh, um, of everybody involved, we will not be sharing this link. No. Yeah. He is eligible for parole in a couple of years. Well, eligible does not mean he's going to get it. That doesn't mean he's going to get it. That's the, like, that's the eligibility date. That's not the minimum expiration of sentence date, which is quite a few years more than the parole date. So I hope the system doesn't fail us like it has so many times before <laughs> and let a proven violent person out onto the streets. But we have been disappointed Multiple many a time times before. before. Yep. That was a wild ride. That was. BJ, thank you. Thank you for sharing. I hope you never go through anything like that ever again. But if you have more stories, please share because I really appreciate your writing. Yeah, you write very entertainingly. So our last story for this, our first listener tales back, is a rescue. Yay! I love rescue stories. So this was sent in by Jess. Ooh, oh yeah, it's like lengthy and there's a story. photo. Yeah. Cool. So <laughs> it's just titled Accident Report. <laughs> Cave rescues scare me. They really do. I, I do factually know that this ends okay. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Yay! On November 14th, myself, my boyfriend Andrew, my dad, and his girlfriend Donna went into Limrock Blowing Cave for an easy day caving trip. We prepared the way we always do. We've been in this cave a few times before and know what it's like. We would all consider it an easy cave and were prepared to take it slow because we wanted to save our energy for a tougher cave we had planned for the next day. We were a mile in when we decided to continue further into the cave than we had on previous trips. We got to a passage that had much less visible traffic than the rest of the cave. The rocks were clean and had considerably sharper edges than a normally trafficked area would have. When we decided to make our way down to the creek to continue further towards the back of the cave, we needed to either go through a crack in large rocks to the left or slide down a long bench-like rock next to the creek bed. I went through the crack and my dad and Donna went over the bench. I was standing on the creek bed, and Donna had just stood up off the bench rock at the same time my dad hopped off of it. As soon as that happened, we watched that same rock slide down the rock pile and tip over onto <gasps> my dad. I'm sorry. I know it's the dad. Like, I yeah. know it's something's going to happen to the dad, but that's still so scary. Yeah. Um, Tip over onto my dad, knocking him over and pinning his lower body in the creek. <gasps> oh, that's scary. Yeah. That's scary. And there's like the four of them. And they said, how far into the cave were they? Like a mile? Yeah. yeah. It's like a ways. That's scary. And it just goes to show you like, even in caves that you're very familiar with. Even like, in like easy caves. Easy caves. Like, like that stuff can happen. Yeah. Well, and that's what happened. Those boys in Thailand, like they'd yeah. been in that cave tons of times. Yeah. And yeah. You never know. That story still freaks me out. Yeah. My dad felt the rock sliding when he hopped off, and his reaction was to try and push the rock towards the rock pile, or at least keeping it standing up straight. 
this had zero effect. My dad is a tall guy, 6'2", but that rock still took up most of his body, being about 5 feet long and 16 inches thick and wide. We later estimated that this rock weighed about 1,000 pounds. Oh, gee. And all of that was on him. Yeah. On his, like, lower half. Oh. Immediately after the boom of the rock landing, Donna and I yelled for Andrew to come back and help since he was 50 feet or so ahead trying to find the way. I remember first asking my dad if he was okay, to which he said yes, but that he was stuck. Okay, so he didn't get crushed. At least it doesn't sound like he got... Either that or he just is in shock and can't yeah, feel it. Yeah, he can't feel it. I would have... I mean, I think it, he'd have to be very lucky if this did not, like, cause physical damage. Yeah, so maybe he's just in shock at this yeah. point. Donna and I went over to the rock and half tried to pick it up, half keeping it in place so that it didn't slip further onto him. Keep in mind, both of us go into a panic as soon as this happened. I thought about many things, but specifically that I could get out of the cave to get cave rescue if only he wasn't stuck in the water. The biggest threat at this point, hypothermia. Yeah. His body from the ribs down was submerged in 50 degree cold cave water. The clock started ticking the minute his body hit the water. Yeah. And you only have like how long? Hours? Like. It depends on the person, like, how fast hypothermia is going to take hold. Yeah, he's a big guy, it it sounds like. it can start causing, like, nerve damage pretty soon. Yeah. Especially, like, if you're not dressed for wet and you get wet, you know? Yeah. And he can't move, so he's not, like, circulating blood. Yeah. I would imagine that also, like, the crushing is affecting the circulation, which would make hypothermia take effect faster. Yeah. Especially in any extremities. Yeah. Especially if, like, say, like, his foot was, like, stu- was like sticking out from underneath, but it, it would be, like, cut off, yeah. like, the circulation. He asked us all to stay calm. He said, it's okay. Nothing is broken yet. Yeah. Yet. Except, or you're just in so much shock, you can't, you can't tell. Yeah. Which, I mean, hey, but why is it that I just feel like that's such a dad thing? Like, I'm the one who's in danger right now, but I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Everybody remain calm. That's a well, good dad. He's also the most seasoned caver in this group. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like walking he's, everyone. He's through directing it. his own rescue at this point. That's terrifying. Yeah. He tested his range of motion and told us that his upper body would be free if we moved the rock behind him, which was smaller and already in the creek bed. So there was a rock behind him. They moved it so that his upper body could move. Okay. So then you're you're circulating at least something. Something, yeah. You're not completely dormant. Yeah. Okay. Andrew did that when he got to us. After that, Dad said he could move his right leg freely, but not his left. He asked me to try and dislodge his left foot, which was twisted between another <sighs> rock and sticking out from under the bench rock. There it is. Yep. This was painful for him oh. and was not having any effect. He asked us to take his shoe off, but again, it wouldn't budge. It was already swelling. I think, like, his foot wouldn't Like, budge. it just like, wouldn't move. Like, he yeah. couldn't get it off. Okay. Like, either they couldn't get the shoe off or they got the shoe off and that it still didn't move. Oh, the next sentence explains the shoe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should just keep reading. Okay. <laughs> I worked on untying his laces while Donna searched for a knife in case we needed to cut his shoe off. My hands were shaking like crazy, but I was able to get the laces undone and Andrew got his shoe off. My dad was able to get out from under the rock, but said, okay, maybe something is broken. I mean, yeah. A giant ass rock was just laying on his ankle. Yeah. But if a broken ankle is the only thing he comes out of, 
with like comes out of this yeah, with, with a thousand like, pound rock like falling on you yeah i like, mean well, i'll, I'll take you. it yeah. like i'll take a yeah. only a broken ankle sure yeah but you still have to get out yeah i still have to get out I'm so say, good luck i feel like that's the thing that we people do that aren't cavers don't think about like yeah. even once even once they get him out from under this rock they still have to get him the mile of caving back to the entrance yeah like getting out from under the rock is one thing but that's step one that's we still have one. steps two through five yeah what steps two through five like two is get out of the cave like to me to get the whole process of getting out is yeah i guess really step two would be okay stabilize it the best that you can step within three a cave. is find a way to step move three is yeah figure out the mobility yeah or step four is okay so four a is okay they can get out proceed to start getting them out or B is they can't move, they can't get out, so someone has to go and get help. Yeah, ideally then, two people go get help, and then two and people stay. one person one stays, stays behind. Yeah, yeah. And then the last step is once you're out, you get still have to, to call for an ambulance or get them to an ER or something because yeah. a lot of issues happen beyond like broken bones when you get crushed by rocks. Yeah. Again, also. I just feel like, like, keep in mind, this rock didn't, like, fall from the ceiling or anything. It was it already slid. broken, and it slid into him. Yeah. Rocks falling from the ceiling doesn't really happen in caving. Yeah, that's this that's does, important but... to know. A lot of people are like, like, whenever I was a cave guide, people would be like, it's going to collapse down on me. I'm like, it would take a force of great magnitude yeah. to make this thing collapse or make something fall off, like, break free and fall off the ceiling. What is most likely to happen, yeah, would be you fall, you fall yourself, or yeah. something falls on you, like slides, slides. like a rock slide. That happens yeah. frequently, I would think. Or could. It could. It's still, the most likely way you're going to die in a cave is hypothermia. Yeah. So he just, just said maybe something is broken. Okay. Andrew helped him to a dry rock where he wrapped him in a space blanket and put the emergency candle near him. This is why you we- always have emergency, emergency kit. kit. Yep. Two. Everyone should be carrying one. Yep. This all happened in a matter of minutes, but it felt like forever, and with him out of the creek, we were able to take a breather and assess his injuries. We pulled up his pant leg, and to our relief, he didn't have any open gashes or bones sticking out, which we were all worried about. Wow. That's a miracle. But... Spiral fracture? His ankle and lower leg were already extremely swollen and turning Mm -hmm. black. Ooh. We then needed to decide about self-rescue or sending someone to call a cave rescue team. After he was warmed up, thank goodness he is warm-natured and always heats up when moving through a cave, we got his shoes laced back up and decided we at least needed to get away from the rock pile in case there are more unstable rocks. Yes. This was just crawling, so Dad made it without putting weight on his leg, and after learning that he could crawl without any pain, we decided to attempt a self-rescue. In situations, you always want to try to self-rescue first. Yeah. Um, but in this situation, I could totally see like being like, not sure if you can do it. Yeah. I mean, if he can put weight on his knee yeah, without- and keep the rest of his foot like elevated, elevated yeah, and not have pain, then I, I can see like the self-rescue, but I, I yeah. don't know. I just feel like there's no way that that wasn't painful. Yeah. Well, I also wonder, cause I've not been to this cave, so I'm wondering how much crawling it is, how much walking yeah. it is, you know? What yeah. types of movements did they have to do to get out? Yeah, because if it's a lot of crawling, that's a lot of energy. 
Yeah. But he it seems he could crawl easier than anything else. So yeah. maybe that and would be And as long as you good. have the room, mm-hmm. yeah, then you can. If it's not like army crawl, I feel like that would have been really hard. Yeah. But if he if he could be upright, you know, there could always be a person on either side like supporting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, self-rescue in this case sounds reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. But also, if you didn't want to attempt that, like fair. Fair yeah. enough. And you had the people Mm-hmm. To do it you safely. To do it safely. Yeah. About a third of the way back was crawling for him, moving over and down breakdown. As we neared the front of the cave, it was easier and faster for him to walk with the assistance of a person under oh, hey. each arm. Hey. <laughs> yep. Maybe we should just read. Maybe we should. <laughs> Dad walked a good bit of this with the aid of a per- person on each side. He could put weight on his leg if he kept his foot completely level. If it twisted any, he felt he felt. Pain and crunching. Ooh. Oh, yep. It's shattered. It's shattered. It's bad. It's shattered. Ooh, there's not an ankle left. I mean, Ooh. yeah. It took us about three and a half hours to make it out and back to our vehicle, clean up, and head to the emergency room. Okay. That's the next step. As soon as I got out, I would be like, call an ambulance. Like, Ambulances are expensive. That's true. And they probably didn't have cell service. Keep in mind. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Most caves are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, I mean, it might have been easier just to, like, strip off his pants and shirt, put him in the back, and, like, you all strip off and, like, get in and go. Yeah. Probably faster, too. Yeah. Definitely faster. Yeah. Uh, so, they get to the emergency room. They performed x-rays, and it turned out his fibula was splintered into dozens <gasps> and dozens of tiny pieces. Oh. The fact he could put weight with it level... With the fibula being completely, completely shattered, shattered is a miracle. Yeah, he also seems like just like a tough dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. Tough mf'er, one hundred percent. All the respect to this man. So, what was the recovery? Do we uh, know? He received reconstructive surgery four weeks later, and now, almost four months later, is walking around again. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, does he have like a? I mean, I mean, do you put t- the pieces back together or do you just get like a fake fibula? I think you get like a metal rod. I feel like, I'm yeah. not a doctor and it doesn't say, but, but that's I my like, guess. Yeah. But reconstructive makes me think, I don't know though. Like, I feel like there's just too many ways that that could go wrong trying to put the pieces back together. If it's yeah. dozens and if dozens. If it's splintered, I would imagine that they had to like cut it out, clean it out, and then like put a bar in. Yeah. Him and myself are adamant that he would rather risk these kinds of scary and painful experiences than live our lives afraid to do the things we love. That's awesome. And then there's a photo. Is that a photo of his foot stuck under the thing? Um, perhaps. Mayhaps. Let's see. I mean, obviously it's not gory. I think this might be like right after they got it off of him because it doesn't look like it's trapped. Which is important. I mean, if you have the wherewithal to be able to take a photo of how the injury happened. I'm sure that's very informative yeah. for the medical team. As long as that photo doesn't put someone's life at risk, yeah. you know, or your own life at risk. Like, if you can I- imagine that can't hurt the medical team, like, to know. Yeah. That's a big-ass rock. That's a giant rock. That's, like, yeah. That's, like, me. Like, me-sized, except way more weight. Yeah. But that's as tall as me. Like a rock version of you. Yeah. Except like she thick. And I'm not. <laughs> but still, holy crap. Yeah. Wow. 
Those were listener stories. That was absolutely wild. That was really wild. We had a little bit of everything. We had paranormal, we had true crime, and we had a rescue. We did have everything. We're on brand. Yeah. It would be awesome if we could do that each time. Yeah, I don't don't know know if if that's possible. No. But don't forget that you can send us your true crime, paranormal, or rescue stories. Only you can prevent the loss of listener stories. (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? (laughs) Only you can send in listener stories. I think I've told every story I have personally. How are these going to work? The rhythm? Are these going to be every fifth still? Uh, I think they'll just be whenever we have enough stories to do one. Okay, cool. So if you want to be on one, you want to make sure that they don't die out. Make sure we can still keep telling your stories and laughing and enjoying them. And learning that you guys know murderers, because that's wild. That is wild. You should send us your stories, too. And then you get a sticker. Yeah. And your mailing address, too. NotSoGreatOutdoors at gmail.com. Not the NotSoGreatOutdoors at gmail.com. Which Sam always likes to say. I know. The (laughs) is only in the website. The website. (laughs) The NotSoGreatOutdoors.com. We're also on Instagram at NSGOPod. We're on basically everything at NSGOPod at this point. We literally just made a TikTok. Because the so, people demanded it. Because the people wanted it. We posted a poll. Yeah, Piff really got into polls on Instagram here I like recently. Polls. One of them was, should we take Sav to Waverly? I'm still saying a firm no to that. 54% of people said we should. Okay, you know, if six people voted on that. No, hold on. What's 54%? What would make sense? Like, how many out of 10? Seven? No ish 70 percent, i know but like 12 <laughs> i don't know a very small <laughs> amount of people could have voted on that and then it would have been thrown to like oh yeah over half said yes they should take stab to freaking I mean, waverly i'm not going <laughs> i'm not going now watch in like a week there's gonna be a picture of me outside of waverly like looking pissed as hell and then sav looking sav looking piff looking so proud of herself <laughs> like fml I really don't want to go. Please don't make me go. I feel like I'm a magnet for these things after the one cave incident. Like, I feel like now it's just going to follow me. So fun. No. What? You know what? Sav being a magnet for paranormal shit happening would be so fun. No, it would not. (laughs) I don't want to. All right. Well, we'll continue having this argument off the air. Unless y'all want to inclu- want to like support me and be like, no, Piff, don't make Sap go to Waverly. If you think, although Sav y'all have go- already said, yes, you should take her. Yeah. If you think Sap should go to Waverly, you should leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, I'll do it for the right amount of reviews and subscribers. I have to decide what that is though, and make it like slightly <laughs> above attainable. You know, like make it a reach, like not unattainable, but a reach. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you guys are just as excited as we are that we're back. Um, if you are, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Thank you guys. We're glad to be back. Hope to see you next time. In the meantime, stay, stay safe, safe out there. Thanks for watching. Music by Purple Planet. Art by Ruby Congrove. Logo by Katherine Dodds. For more information and our sources, head over to the notsogreatoutdoors.com. For updates and announcements, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NSGOPod. Don't forget to subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms.